Good morning. Welcome back to Cherish Today. So for the last few days, I have been thinking of talking about seasons. Um, because we're sort of in one of my favorite seasons, and that's springtime. And I liked one definition that I came across, um, if I can find it again, it says, spring and springtime refer to the season and also to ideas of rebirth, rejuvenation, renewal, resurrection, and regrowth. And we'll read that again. Rebirth, rejuvenation, renewal, resurrection, and regrowth. Isn't it amazing how we have Easter or what we celebrate at this time of year? The resurrection of Jesus. Well, when the podcast first started, the song was Revive Us Again. The reason I started thinking of that song along with this, um, along with Seasons, uh, yesterday we, we sang that in church. And I had never really, I guess, looked at the words Um. It's not a song that is sung a whole lot, but um, I never really looked at the words until yesterday and then was reading through it today. And the guy that wrote it, his name is um, William McKay. Uh, It was written in 1867. And this, and it says here, this hymn calls upon the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus made by giving his life to redeem mankind of its sins. McKay rejoices in this sacrifice and dedicates this hymn to praise the, the divine gift of salvation granted by God. What I encourage you to do is click on, when, when it comes up on your podcast, there should be a picture of the, the particular one that I picked, and just click on that, or you can go straight to Spotify um, or whatever you're, you're, you're listening, however you listen to your music whether it be um, Pandora or whatever, but look it up and listen. I like, I like Selah. I think that's how you pronounce her name, but I like how they do it. And listen to the words, especially after I get done talking about seasons. So 
As we go through this, we're going to talk about seasons of nature. And then we're going to go to seasons of our life, spiritual life. A season is a division of the year marked by changes in weather, ecology, and amount of daylight. So we have so we have winter, spring, summer, and autumn or fall. Okay, so I'm going to read um some article articles and just know that I didn't write these things, but I will probably ad lib a little bit, so just kind of giving you some definitions and going from there. Um, this is one talking of the season of the definition. Okay, the season definition. The Earth's ac- axis is slightly tilted in relation to its orbit around the sun. This is why we have seasons. In most cultures, including all Western countries, the year is commonly divided into four seasons. Spring, summer, fall or autumn, and winter. Since the year has 12 months, each season lasts about three months. However, the dates when the seasons begin and end vary depending on whom you ask. Two methods are most commonly used to define the dates of the seasons, the astronomical definition and the meteorological definition. Okay, so I'm not going to go through all of this, but obviously right now we all know where we're at. We're in the northern hemisphere, so we're in the springtime, in the southern hemisphere, hemisphere, they're in uh, winter, I think, if I remember right. So it says seasons in the southern hemisphere are opposite to those in the northern hemisphere. For example, under the definition, uh, okay, we're going to skip that. The June solace marks the start of the summer in the northern, but it is the start of winter. No. So, actually, they're in fall right now. Not that it really matters, but northern, we're in spring, and southern, they're in the fall. Okay. So I'm just kind of pointing all of this out just because of just different wherever you're at. Um, but right now, what matters is where we're at, right? Northern Hemisphere, we're, in, we're celebrating spring, and then we're going to be going into summer. Which will probably, that will start in June at some point. Just gives you something to look forward to or to warn you if you don't like summer. It'll be here in a few months or in another month, maybe, <laughs> if it decides to go like it's supposed to. So, what I like about spring is 
is is kind of what that one definition said of it's the regrowth. Everything is blooming. After having winter, when it kind of everything is kind of dead, and the only time that it's really pretty is with if we have snow and it covers up everything that's dead. So think of your seasons and what happens during each season. Um, I had it all where you have different definitions and they would give at each time what happens in winter, what happens in spring, and so forth. But I'm not going to go through all of that. Um, if you're interested, you can Google it just like I did. But I'm going to go to how we have seasons in nature, and God created all of this. Number one. We also have seasons in life. So I came across this article, which I thought was pretty good. And like I said, I will read some of it, most of it, and kind of skip through some and kind of ad lib a little bit. But she starts this off... And this person's name is Courtney Richard. If you examined your life right now, what season would you say you are currently experiencing? Are you in a dry season, waiting for something season, grinding season, tests and trials at nearly every turn season, or spiritual warfare warfare season the list could go on and on maybe you're in a happy season and all is well sometimes it's difficult to recognizing the season of life we're in and it can be even more difficult to know how to live fully in christ during it In a natural sense, we know that seasons change. There's winter, spring, summer, and fall. Just like the natural seasons change, so do the seasons in our lives. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, For everything there is a season. It also tells us in Ecclesiastes 3.11, God has made everything beautiful in its time. The first step to flourishing in any spiritual season is recognizing which one you're in. Here are six common seasons of life. So think about it as I kind of read. I'm not going to read everything that she has here. But I'll give you the six and kind of give you a little bit of each definition that she has. So the first one being the dry season. This is no doubt a tough season. It's when God is quiet and you can't hear his voice 
or sense his presence as you once did. In a dry season, God seems very distant. So, I think that we've all lived through this kind of season at various times in our life. For Christians, a season of spiritual dryness can seem completely jarring. Suddenly, your life experience doesn't line up with what you know to be true about God. If God guides his children, why can't I sense it? If he cares, why don't I feel it? I believe the keys in getting through this challenging season is, number one, realize that you are in it. Don't give up. I've had, I've done an episode on this before. Don't give up. Just because you think you feel this and you're, you're feeling like God's way off or whatever. One, he's not way off. He's in the same place he's always been. So don't give up. Press through it. Draw close to God despite how far away he feels. Don't give up. Continue reading his word, but also pray. Even though he's quiet, because he is there and he hasn't left. Okay, so then you can go through and you can question, why am I here? Sometimes there's things in our life that that hinder us. Some things that God wants us to be aware of. So examine your life. Examine it. See if it's a hard issue. In 1 John 1 verse 9, it says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Also, she says here, and I'll tell you one more thing about dry seasons, they don't last forever. This season will change. Just keep the faith, keep trusting Him, keep going to church, keep praising and worshiping God even when it's hard and confusing. The rain is coming. <laughs> Number two is the waiting season. Let me kick this one off by saying waiting is not easy. Nobody likes to wait, right? Sometimes you have to. Psalms 37, 7 says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for Him to act. Whatever it is you're waiting for, for a difficult circumstance to change, for God to finally fulfill a promise, the waiting season can change from mildly annoying to maddening. We know in this season of waiting, you trust God and trust the fact that he is pruning you for something that's coming. He's chiseling away what's not needed for the next season. He's making you ready. So let him work however long it takes. Another 
one down through here says, keep the faith, don't doubt God's plans and goodness, and wait with expectancy. David cried out to God in Psalms 5, verse 3, each morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. God is listening and knows exactly where you are. Hang in there. God has not forgotten you. Number three is the grinding season. This is also known as the busy season. This is the I don't have enough time to get everything done time in life. Sometimes we have big projects or little people that need more of our time than in other seasons. Busyness is becoming a value in modern American culture but it is not something Christians should chase. If you find yourself in a busy season, chase after God. The key to succeeding in this time is seeking God for direction the moment your feet hit the floor in the morning. Recognize and organize what needs to get done, then plow through those priorities. Attacking your priorities first will also help elevate, undue stress, alleviate, <laughs> alleviate undue stress. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks below belong to him. I will read that again. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him, in Psalm 95, verse 4. The whole world does not rest in your hands, it rests in God's hands. Pace yourself, breathe, pray, take a lunch break. Then carry on in your grind and press through the strength God gives you. Rely on the Holy Spirit to lead and help you. Number four, the test and trial season. If you're going through some hard times in this season, know that God is with you in the midst of it all. He's totally at work. I know it's hard when you're in the middle of it and you might not even understand what you're going through or why. But I want to encourage you that God knows and in due time, all will be revealed. In the meantime, don't give up or get tired of doing good. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Galatians 6 verse 9 If you need comfort, let God comfort you. If you need strength beyond yourself, let Him strengthen you. If you need wisdom, wisdom, ask, and the Bible promises that it will be given to you. As hard as the tests and trials may be, allow God to be God. Allow Him to do the super supernatural work that only He can do. Allow Him to strengthen and increase your faith in this season of hardship or affliction. Fix your eyes on Jesus, not on your trial. <clears throat> Number five, the spiritual warfare season. If you are in a season of spiritual warfare, gird up. 
If you are being spiritually attacked, you're doing something right now that Satan doesn't like. But whether or not you're currently walking faithfully, the enemy will wage war against you. It comes with being a Christian. But don't be afraid. Remember the story of Job? God is always in complete control. This is a wonderful thing about being God's child. He fights for you. You just lean into Him and rely on Him by praying and reading His Word. He will take care of the rest. This is not a natural battle against flesh and blood, even though it may appear to be. In Ephesians six twelve, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. With this spiritual battle in mind, we must put on our full spiritual armor. You will find this verse in Ephesians 6, verses 13 through 17, and I won't go through the time to read it all, but that's, it talks on the full armor of God. These are our weapons. Let's not leave them at home and walk into battle alone. Number six is the happy season. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Maybe you just got married or your kids are bringing you joy. Maybe you're killing it at work and you are reading the Bible like you never have before. This is the fun season, the happy season, but you still have a job to do in this season. Praise the Lord. Praising God is something Christians should do in every season because our hearts need it and because God is always worthy of it. Sing your song to God. How has he been good to you? Live through your season glorifying God. Once you recognize which season you're in, you can shift your thoughts to your Heavenly Father and live through the season glorifying Him. Ultimately, God is in control of all seasons. Whichever season you're currently in, remember that God is making everything beautiful in its time. So we're going to go back to the song, Revive Us Again. How do you think he can do this? If you're a Christian, you're going to go through different seasons. It's not always happy-go-lucky type feeling because you're always, we, we all have problems. We all have difficulties. We all have things that we go through. But as a Christian, others should see the difference in you. They should be able to look to you and say, yes, I know they have problems. I can't imagine what they're going through right now. But there seems to be a certain peace about them. Why? Because we serve a mighty God that does not move. He is still there. He's still 
on the throne, and he watches out for us every single day, no matter what it is. If we live our life like this, revive us again, you will be able to sing it. We praise thee, O God, for the Son of thy love, for Jesus who died and is now gone above. Hallelujah. No matter what it is, thine the glory. Hallelujah. I don't feel good today, but hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. We praise thee, O God, for thy spirit of light, who has shown us our Savior and scattered our night. All glory and praise to the Lamb that was slain, who has borne all our sins and has cleansed every stain. Keep looking to God for everything. No matter what it is that you're going through, no matter what season you're in, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. And when us Christians act like He is the one that can help us through anything instead of acting like ones that just survive. Be more than just a survivalist. Act like you enjoy your life because you serve the one that gives life. I hope you get something out of this. And you can research some of the things that I said, but just remember it. The last verse in the song, revive us again. Fill each heart with thy love. And may each soul be rekindled with fire from above. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Have a great day week. And remember, we live for Jesus.